everybody. Welcome back to the Open Mic Podcast with Mikey Morrison. I am Mikey Morrison, and I, and I really appreciate that you're tuning in. It is currently 12.30 in the morning. On My watch is not even on my hand. Uh, January 8th, I believe. Uh, yeah, January 8th. We're uh, going to cover... It's like an emergency podcast. It's all about Jay Bateman today now that he's no longer... Um, Jay Bateman in the next steps now that he's no longer at Carolina. Um, before we get started, don't forget to follow the show on Instagram at the Open Mic Pod. We're on Facebook as well at the Open Mic Podcast with Mikey Morrison. A lot of folks uh, from all walks of life have started following me on, or following the podcast on that. And I really do appreciate it, whether it was from Rutherford County uh, or my time in minor league baseball, uh, and even obviously here in Bevin and even some, uh, Methodist buddies, Methodist baseball buddies really do appreciate everybody that's following me on there. Uh, it definitely keeps me motivated to keep doing this. So definitely appreciate all the support. It, it really does mean a lot. Um, we're now on YouTube. Uh, so subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, the open mic podcast with Mikey Morrison, you can watch the video version of the podcast there. And if you do end up seeing the video version of the podcast, you're going to see the biggest um, contradiction uh, ever. Well, maybe not ever, but you're going to see a really big contradiction. Uh, you'll see me wearing an LSU quarter zip with a Baton Rouge hat on with an Alabama flag over my shoulder. Uh, I am that guy. So you know those people that will go to – the beach or whatever tourist spot and they'll always buy like the $20 shirt or $15 shirt or $20 hoodie that serves Myrtle beach or whatever it is. I do that was colleges that I've visited. Uh, as I said, I was in Baton Rouge this past weekend and I spent way too much money at the LSU bookstore, even though I don't even like LSU. Um, so that's why I have that stuff on, but let's, uh, Oh, and you can also find the audio versions of the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, Jay Bateman. He gone! I called for Mac to make some changes in episode six. And before I could even get the word out that that show is, is ready to go, Mac relieves defensive coordinator Jay Bateman and outside linebackers coach slash special teams coach Javon De- DeWitt. They've both been let go. They've been relieved of their duties. Uh, I heard a rumor about a third person being fired, um, but for now, it looks like it's just those two. I was reading some comments from folks on a couple articles that I was reading today about the firing, and I, I found them rather comical. The amount of people that want Phil Longo to be fired is mind-boggling. Phil Longo is the offensive coordinator for Carolina. What has Phil Longo done to be told he should look for employment somewhere else? Every coach is going to make you mad. Every coach is going to piss you off. That's life. That's sports. It's also called being a fan. It happens. But do you really think that Phil Longo would be let go and then go to a lesser team? Alabama could be looking for an offensive coordinator soon because it looks like uh, Bill O'Brien's being targeted by the Jaguars. Now, I know Byron left, which is as well, but we'll we'll just go with Bill O'Brien right now. Say Bill O'Brien leaves for the Jaguars. I have a hard time believing that Nick Saban wouldn't try to call Phil Longo. Now I can I can hear people say well he runs he runs an air raid Saban would never uh, never hire him that the the fact that ESPN has been trying to tell you that Phil Longo runs an air raid just a flat out lie ever since he's gotten to Carolina 
uh, Carolina's had one of the best rushing offenses in the country, including this year uh, when they still had a top 20 rushing offense despite losing two first-round draft picks and the running back coach to Alabama. Uh, so this year, even without those guys, they still had a top 20 rushing defense, second best rushing defense, or excuse me, top 20 rushing offense and second best rushing offense in the ACC. Um, so if, and again, if, if Nick Saban's going to poach the running back coach from Carolina, what makes you think he wouldn't poach the offensive coordinator from Carolina if he needed one? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but the amount of people that saying Phil Longo should lose his job are just idiots. They are because they're not paying attention. And I'll try to provide you with some numbers so that it's not just me saying that people are idiots. Over the past nine seasons, Phil Longo offenses have averaged 37.5 points per game, which if let's just say they finished with the average this year, that would have had them fall around the top 10 in scoring offense. So why should he be fired? If Mac was dumb enough to fire Phil Longo, Longo would still get a promotion, and I'd be willing to put money on it. Someone, <laughs> someone even said it's because Longo's offense either goes three and out or scores in five or six plays, and it's his fault that Bateman got fired. The defense was too tired because the offense didn't hold on to the ball or, or didn't, I guess, chew clock or whatever it is they want him to do. And that right there is a statement from someone who clearly doesn't watch modern college football. Since Longo got to town, Carolina hovers around 30 minutes for time of possession, which, you know, happens to be half the game. Uh, and the following teams have had worse time of possession over that span than Carolina. The 2019 Clemson team, which, you know, made it to the national title. The 2019 UCF team. The 2020 Alabama team, which, you know, won the national title. The 2020 Clemson team, the 2021 Ohio State team, and the 2021 Cincinnati team. Every single one of those teams won double-digit games. So it's not Phil Longo's fault that Jay Bateman lost his job. Jay Bateman lost his job because outside of Army, he's had below-average defenses. Prove me wrong. Just go back and look at his defenses at Ball State. They constantly finished in the bottom half of the MAC. And this look, this could be ignorance, but I'd be willing to bet that the reason why he had such good defenses at Army was because Army runs the triple option, and the triple option is designed to limit the amount of offensive possessions another team has, therefore limiting the amount of points that could that an offense could possibly score. So basically, when Bateman was at Army. Army's offense was putting lipstick on a pig and telling you it looked good. In 2019, Bateman's first year, that pig did look good. In 2020, the pig was smoked. And in 2021, the pulled pork was ruined by soaking it in barbecue sauce. So so where does Carolina go from here? I'm, I'm not sold that Mac will make an outside hire. Mostly because I don't know who that outside hire would be. Uh, I heard somebody say today, I was I think it was Tar Heel Illustrated that I was watching, and he wasn't saying it would be this person, but I, I did hear him say that Will Muschamp is someone uh, that could come back and work for Mac again. Uh, obviously, Muschamp and Mac go back to Texas. Muschamp was originally named, uh, at one time named the head coach in waiting, so obviously there's familiarity. Um, 
but I think it's far more reasonable to expect that Will Muschamp will be the next defensive coordinator at Georgia. Because, be honest, would you rather be the defensive coordinator at Georgia or Carolina? My my personal guess is that current co-defensive coordinator, Tommy Thigpen, will be promoted to full-time defensive coordinator. Thigpen played for Mac at Carolina, and he's been in charge of the inside linebackers since Mac came back to town. Um, I I don't think that we'll see any major outside hires on the defensive side of the ball. The two guys that were fired were guys that had no previous connection to Mac Brown. Everybody else on staff, so think Tommy Thigpen, Dre Bly, Tim Cross, all either played for uh, or coached with Mac in the past. They know what Mac will be looking for on the defensive side of the ball. And from the little bit of research I did, it seemed like Bateman did most of the schematic work and everyone else had to fall in line. If Thigpen does take over the reins, then a defense that Mac, then we'll probably see a defense that Mac is actually looking for. Because Mac is going to let his coaches coach. I don't think Mac is the type to micromanage at all. Um, especially now in his like second stint at Carolina and his first time coaching again after taking like a five-year hiatus. I, I don't think he wants to micromanage. I don't think he ever did. But after the Jay Bateman experiment, I bet Mac is going to want someone that's calling the shots that he someone calling the shots that he can trust. Again, this is this is all speculation. I don't know anything. I'm a fan who has a podcast. That's all I am. But I wouldn't be surprised if this happens. I think if you do see any outside hires, it will be guys that either played for Mac or played at Carolina, and they'll be more position coaches than defensive coordinators. I, I'd, I'd go out on a limb and say that Bruce Carter and Julius Peppers will be coaching on the sidelines for Carolina before Will Muschamp. But here's the thing. I, I don't think that firing Jay Bateman all of a sudden and makes this Carolina team all of a sudden competing for an ACC championship. Locker room is going to have to change as well. And, and what I mean by that is this next group, this 2020, 2022 team has to be hungry. They've got to realize that the mighty Sam Howe couldn't just walk out onto the field and win. They're going to need someone to step up and demand accountability and effort, or else you'll see very minimal progress next year. And I think the coaches, I'd be willing to bet the coaches do that. They probably do a better job at that than Hubert Davis does. But it does take somebody in the in the locker room to call for that as well. Carolina basketball surely as heck doesn't have that right now. They've got a bunch of people that will say that in post-game interview, but they don't have anybody to say that on the floor. Carolina football is going to have to need is going to need someone that will do that. Jeremiah Gimmel did it. Um, I don't know how much they bought in, but Jeremiah Gimmel did it. Somehow led by example, Jeremiah Gimmel was – would get in, get in your face. But I don't know who's going to do that next year for this Carolina team, and they're going to have to find somebody to do that. And and remember, so we kind of had that issue. The, the defense wasn't a problem, it, or was a problem. It was a major problem, but it wasn't the only one. Carolina's going to have to be more disciplined next year and keep the penalties down, and I think that's where having somebody in the locker room to keep people accountable will help. Um, because even if they are in the middle of a, a middle of the road team from a penalty yardage standpoint next year, that'll be a massive improvement. The offensive line has to get better too, and in my opinion, that's the other head. That's the other head that should roll. 
but I don't know if Mac will do it. However, I do have a conspiracy about the O-line coach, and he could be getting the act soon thanks to some capital, capital J journalism that I did via Instagram. I was, I was actually just going through a list of people that Mac follows on Instagram to see what potential former player could be hired on his defensive staff. And the only one that I could really find was former All-American safety Michael Griffin, which, I mean, our safeties coach, Jay Bateman, was just fired, so don't count him out. But again, that, that's not my point. My capital J journalism skills brought me to the offensive line coach's daughter's Instagram pages. And yes, I know exactly how that sounds. It's not like that. But this is too good of a theory not to run with and not to share. His daughters are typical Instagram girls. They're blonde, they're attractive, and they like to, they like to post pictures. I know this because I would see pictures of them at a football stadium and also see that Mac Brown would like their picture on my Explore page. When I would see that Mac would like a, blonde, a young blonde girl's picture, I just thought he was being a creepy old man, and then I realized that he actually knew the girls. All of their accounts are currently private. These are girls with 3,000 plus followers on Instagram. And they're private. I think the only reason why they are private is because daddy's going to get let go. And they understandably don't want to hear all the random comments from bitter Carolina fans. It's easier to go private than it is to try to block or ignore all, all the comments or ignore the dude with 40 followers on Facebook, trying to tell them that their daddy should be or trying to tell Mac that they should fire their dad. If anything, I think it's at least food for thought. I think it's a fun theory to run with. We'll see what happens. I don't know if Mac will do it, but it at least gave me some hope and inspiration to get this out here, to this show out tonight. Uh, speaking of food, though, and food for thought, shout out to Walk On's Bistro again for following the podcast on Instagram today. Uh, now I just need someone with a lot more money than me to bring one of those heavenly restaurants to Mebane. I'd probably eat there every day if Mebane got one. That's all for today. Was a short one. I uh, clearly never know how or when I'm going to record these or release one of these. So I don't even know what to tell you uh, as to when to expect the next one. Uh, could be tomorrow. Could be next week. Um, but with Carolina scheduled to lose to Virginia tomorrow, it'll probably be sooner rather than later. Remember to follow the show on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Really appreciate you tuning in. We'll talk to you later.